Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Happy Friday to you, North America. The mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour satellite soiree. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio studios in New York. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Santa Fe to Sunrise, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo are on the air. Hey, listening, D.A., everything we say in D.A., everything. And thanks so much for joining us, everybody. We made it. Target Demo Friday time. We will release the Kraken, the TDF meme, coming up here later on in the morning. Great Friday show for you. Today marks one week. Until the third annual Bob's Bar Show, which means it's time to get to the good stuff. This morning, seven days from now, we celebrate and anticipate the Baron of Belch. Badlands Booker is going to join us this morning here on the show. Badland is going to be the de facto master of ceremonies He is going to belch in Mraz's face. He is going to slap him with a kielbasa across the face. And then we're going to kick him into the pool to kick off summer 2023. So Badlands joins us to get the outlay of what we need from him next Friday. I did have my animal's feet. He'll come up in hour three. And also this morning here on the show in hour four, wow, this is exciting. The anticipation builds for Canadian bacon. Last night, game three of the Stanley Cup final. And earlier this week, Pat Boyle declared he would take over the reins today, even though Mraz is back in the saddle. He would take over the reins today to deliver the greatest Canadian bacon ever. So in hour number four, Pat Boyle tries his hand at creating a legend. This is much like Joe Namath guaranteeing a win in Super Bowl three, much like Babe Ruth calling a shot in the 32 World Series. This is a man who could put his already stellar legend into a different stratosphere if he does indeed deliver. 
the greatest bacon ever. Dog! Dog. Also this morning on the show, Paul Tenorio is the Athletics National Soccer Reporter. We'll get the impact of Leo Messi coming to MLS in hour number three. This hour in 20 minutes, sound check it in 40 minutes. What is going on with the Vikings and Dalvin Cook? But we begin with game four over the NBA Finals and Heat fans waiting, hoping for Tyler Hero to come back and perhaps he can be a hero to split this series at two games apiece. Got bad news yesterday. Why are the Heat doctors holding Tyler Hero out of a game that they really gotta have? Go down 3-1 and gotta go back to Denver for game five could send could send the Heat to a long off season. It is where we begin, your cold open. One thing I'm a little unclear of is he's been cleared apparently for contact workouts, but he hasn't been cleared can you sort of uh, elucidate a little on the difference between the two? Thank you. Yeah, this is just part of the process. You know, you have to go through stages. Um, first part of it was uh, just shooting, then movement, uh, then um, contact versus coaches, and then uh, the next level of contact uh, in practice. He has not been cleared for a game, uh, and he's still not cleared yet. I don't believe it! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic... It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. That was Eric Spolstra trying to explain how Tyler Hero is cleared for practice contact, but not cleared for game contact. And that's where we stand right now. The Miami Heat have been incredibly impressive and resilient getting this far without their second leading scorer. And... This is not going to take away from this remarkable run as an eight seed all the way to the NBA Finals if they do indeed lose in five and Hero never plays. And how they got this far is that they've had guys step into the Tyler Hero void and much applause and much credit go to those guys. But it is much different for Tyler Hero to be out there, a first-round draft pick, an elite sharpshooter in this league, a guy that would be a big-time player on just about any team in the NBA. It's much different when he is not out there shooting threes versus hoping that the Max Struces, Duncan Robinsons, Gabe Vincents, and Caleb Martins are. Because the fact of the matter is they've gotten this far, and I think that people have gotten a little sideways on, well, they shouldn't bring Tyler Hero back, or... He might ruin the chemistry or they don't need him. The fact is, Hero averaged 20 points per game of the regular season and is a more consistent threat from the outside than any of those other guys because as great as they have been, they have regressed back to who they really are. Look no further than Max Struess. Struess has been a a wonderful find for the Heat and a big-time player this postseason. In the two losses... In this series of the Nuggets, Struess has shot one of 17. The fact is, because of how offensively gifted the Nuggets are, the Heat really desperately need Tyler Hero. Because, okay, maybe the rotation would be slightly different than it's been in the, the postseason without Hero, but you'd much rather 
if those guys aren't hitting, go to Hero to take five to six three-pointers versus let's just let Max Drew shoot his way out of this, right? You'd much rather have Hero as an option there. And the thing that I don't understand is if he is cleared for contact but not cleared for the game, there is a protection of the hand. It is not an injury that is something that could linger with him throughout his career. It's not an ACL where if you re-aggravate it or re-tear it or something like that, he's out for a full year. It's a broken bone in his hand. If he does re-aggravate that, look, this is the offseason. This is the end of the year. And so he's going to have to take the entire summer off to, to rehabilitate, and that's fine. I, I think you would take your shot with Hero re-injuring his hand in the NBA Finals and then maybe not having him again until you know, December. I don't think that's that big of a, a risk for the Heat. So while it has originally seemed like maybe the Heat were just playing coy with him, now it's the doctors should clear him because what's the risk in him re-injuring a broken bone in his hand? I mean, is, if he's now cleared for, for contact, I really think that there is no tomorrow And if the Heat lose game four, that's really the end of the series. So it seems bizarre to me that the doctors would be ultra careful here with Hero. He should be allowed to play in game four. The Heat would certainly welcome it. And if they don't get him, you're relying on streaky Duncan Robinson and streaky Max Struess and undrafted guys that just aren't the same talent level as Hero in a must-win situation. This is really a must-win. It's not even got to have it because, again, down 3-1. I know that the Heat almost gave up a 3-0 series lead and lost a, a finals at conference finals to the Celtics this offseason or this postseason. But I think 3-1 going back to Denver, we all know this thing is game, set, match. We'll see if he gets cleared, but right now the news does not look good for the Heat. 855-212-4CBS and on Twitter, DA on CBS. I'm going to do something that I've never done before right here, right now. I'm going to add college softball into the first segment of the morning. That's right. I'm doing it. And I'm doing it because... Last night, Oklahoma put itself in a level of champion that not only may have never been seen for the softball world, they might be the greatest women's collegiate champion in any sport, and they have an argument they're the greatest champion either gender in any sport in college athletic history. Last night, the Sooners... Beat the Florida State Seminoles 3-1 to wrap up their third straight national championship. So right there, that's incredibly impressive. They, they've won three straight national championships. That's John Wooden UCLA type stuff. That's Pat Summit Tennessee Lady Vols type stuff. That's UConn women type stuff. But... Oklahoma not only wrapped up their third consecutive championship, they did it by winning 53 games in a row. 53 games in a row. 
So that's, again, a level of domination that rare for any sport. Third straight title, and you do it by winning 53 consecutive games. But beyond that, I think there's a cultural item here, which is why I want to talk about it. I like the big picture items when it comes to this type of stuff. The Sooners, and we talked about this earlier in the week, have been getting flack around the softball world and from opponents for being too showy, too emotional, celebrating too much. And I'm not here to say that every college athlete should basically be doing Deion Sanders' high step into the end zone. I don't think we need the gritty on every infield single. But I wondered how much of this was about women getting a bit of the short end of the stick for being emotional you know in in male sports the bravado the showmanship is par for the course we kind of we align that type of stuff to winners oh they they carry themselves with a swagger nobody ever says there's a swagger and it's a bad thing because it's always aligned and assigned to men's sports and i think that this sooners team played with a swagger and an emotion and a celebration of themselves and the sport. And I don't think it was a bad thing. Yeah, they all huddled at at home plate after home runs. The entire team came out to, to home plate and celebrated. And pitchers after strikeouts or big outs pumped their fist and applauded their teammates. And yeah, after big hits and home runs, hitters would run around the bases screaming and pumping their fists and waving their arms. And from the dugout, yes, you you had the Sooners teammates waving their hands and kind of encouraging their teammates with yelps and with cries and with screams. But I didn't think any of that was a bad thing. And I think, and I said this earlier in the week, that opponents that got bothered by that, it was more about that they're sick of this team winning so much. That when you have a dynasty and you've won three in a row, not only do you know you're getting your ass kicked, but you also have to watch them celebrate you getting your ass kicked and you're sick of it. And I understand that emotion, but I don't think the Sooners had to apologize for their celebrations. And I also don't think that the Sooners have to apologize for being who they were, which was perhaps the most dominant college sports team, male or female, we've ever seen. And last night was more of the same. They're just, they were just incredible. And they, they kind of, to me, went next level of cultural phenomenon and difference makers and if that was a bunch of guys I don't think they take the crap that they got so move on the haters and game on for the Sooners that was incredibly impressive and the Sooners have three straight national championships and swept the Seminoles in the Women's College World Series. When we come back here on the show we've got Soundcheck your best audio of the day so stay right there It includes Robert Kraft ahead of a pressure-packed Bill Belichick season and Mike McDaniel on the newly available Dalvin Cook. 
DA, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. We appreciate you being with us on this Target Demo Friday. PGP is out as we break down a week where a lot of moving parts. Pete, the body, and I returned after our paternity leave, but Mraz then slid out, illness in the family, and then he himself. Boyle called his shot on Canadian bacon, and we prepare for the Bob's Bar Show. It's all part of this week's Permission Granted podcast, the podcast about the radio show, available fresh now, new all places that you get your podcasts. We begin sound check with Patriots owner Robert Kraft. Is he already making excuses why this won't be a great season again for New England? Here he is. I liked our draft this year, and I hope that translates on the field. I know the guys are working very hard. I, I think we have the most difficult division in the NFL. The uh, the, the best balance of teams from all all the other three teams are good, so we'll have our challenges. But I'm I'm really hopeful about this team. Toughest division, all the football, greatest balance in any division. Look, the AFC East is really good, and they've added now Aaron Rodgers to the mix in the division. The Dolphins last year made the postseason. Let's see if Tua can stay healthy. The Buffalo Bills, obviously, are a very talented team. But let's not make it out to be that the AFC East is the NFC East from 1992. I mean, none of those teams have won a Super Bowl. None of those teams have been to a Super Bowl. And... Maybe the Patriots and maybe Robert Kraft already sending some messages for a soft landing for fans that expect championships. I'm just going to give you the decade before, the last decade of Tom Brady in New England, okay? 
14 and 2, 13 and 3, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 14 and 2, 13 and 3, 11 and 5, and 12 and 4. 12 and 4 was the last Tom Brady season. That was when they actually won the division but lost in the wild card round. Since he has left, 7 and 9, 10 and 7, 8 and 9. It's over. We have enough of a sample size here. And Bill O'Brien ain't saving that. It's over. And they know it. Here's Debo Samuel on his injury-plagued 2022 season. Here's Debo. How did you would you assess your season last year? Oh, it was awful. It was awful. Yeah. In what way? Every aspect. Debo, do you think you can a little bit? Like, it, what? I know you just said every aspect, but uh, did that leave a, a bitter taste in your mouth? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, me and Kyle had a long meeting the other day. We watched tape. Um, we talked about it. We put it behind us. And um, just going through the tape and just look how sluggish and, like, how bad it looked on tape. Um, like I said, uh, just reflecting on last offseason, it kind of played a big role in that. And I'll never put nothing like that back on tape again. I'll never put anything like that back on tape again. This is interesting because two years ago, 2021, he made his first Pro Bowl, was an All-Pro, had more than 1,400 yards receiving on 77 receptions. He added 365 yards on the ground at eight touchdowns, and all of those stats dropped quite dramatically. Last year, he went from 1,400 yards receiving to 600 yards receiving, 77 catches to... 56 catches, eight rushing touchdowns to three rushing touchdowns. But he was banged up, and his quarterbacks were in flux the entire year. He went from Trey Lance the first two weeks to Jimmy Garoppolo to Brock Purdy to Josh Johnson. I mean, you know, I would give him a break. I don't know if Debo is suggesting there that he was lethargic and he took off plays or he wasn't as committed as previous years. But for a uh, for a Niners team that ended up in the NFC Championship game again, that's a scary thought that Debo could go to a next level and they still made an NFC Championship game last year. Finally, here's a former 49ers assistant coach, Mike McDaniel, speaking of the AFC East. Dalvin Cook appears to be available, an excellent running back. And Dalvin made it a point to suggest he wouldn't mind going to the Dolphins. Here's McDaniel. March 3rd, 1983. Day I was born, right? Now we take a closer look at that date. And... That, in fact, was not yesterday. Okay, so um, uh, people that are on, people are rumored to be um, tall, short. People that are rumored to be, um, you know, that's, you're not, you're not going to get this guy. I'm here too, okay? You got to love Mike and Daniel. <laughs> you got to love Mike and Daniel. Of course... He would love to have Dalvin Cook, I'm sure. Of course, Cook is an excellent, productive running back, and the Dolphins could certainly use him. But McDaniel's not going to be caught tampering, saying anything about a guy that's not in his team yet, maybe subject to a fine, or maybe talking openly about a guy that they won't get. So instead of just saying, like a traditional NFL coach, hey, can't talk about a player that's not on my team, 
or don't really want to go there, or he's a great player, but we'll have to see. Instead, McDaniel goes down the road of, here's my birthday, and I was, it wasn't yesterday, and you're not going to get me, and that's why you have to love Mike McDaniel. And that is your sound check. Merez, what is more... What has more anticipation today? What are you more excited about? Having Badlands Booker join us on the show to talk about Bob's Bar or the anticipation rising for Pat Boyle's potential greatest Canadian bacon ever? I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was begrudgingly angry late last night knowing that Pat Boyle called his shot, pointed to the fence like Babe Ruth, and got... You know, I'm not going to spoil his bacon, but an epic and perhaps the best Stanley Cup final game we will get from the Stanley Cup final. So, why I'm so much looking forward to Badlands, I'm almost hate looking forward to Boyle because I have a bad feeling for me that he is going to absolutely crush his situation today. Yeah, Boyle's going to have the update here, so you'll hear all the details about Game Three. But the Panthers. What did we consider that one? Was that was a gotta have it or no? It was only a game three. No, that I mean that was beyond that was a can't lose. That, that was a can't lose. That was a can't you can't lose and go down three oh, especially at home. Um so they, they couldn't lose, they didn't lose, and now they've put themselves back in a situation where it's it's a nice to have it game four transitioning, probably to still a gotta have it game four. Yeah, I don't think you want to go down three one and then have to go win three straight. Two of them in Vegas. Exactly. So maybe it's just a gotta have it, not a gotta gotta have it, you know? What's the difference there? Well, a gotta gotta have it's just another way of saying must win, but it's just a gotta have it. Mm. Yeah, I hope everybody's keeping up with this. Now, down 3-0 in the NBA playoffs, nobody's ever done it. Down 3-0 in the Stanley Cup playoffs, people have done it. Three teams, teams I believe, it. yes. Yeah, so it's not... That's the thing. You know, that's why it wasn't necessarily a must-win last night. It was a can't-lose. <laughs> so there's a difference there. A slight difference. Slight difference. Boyle earlier this week after his Game 2 Canadian Bacon said, I need redemption, and if you give it to me, if you guys, if the gods of bacon grant me another shot, I will deliver the greatest Canadian bacon ever. Before we get to headlines, Pat Boyle, I just want to know... Do you feel like that was maybe a little bit too much? That you could have guaranteed a redemption bacon, but it didn't have to be the greatest Canadian bacon ever told? Uh, no, I don't think it was too much, DA. Good morning, by the way. And um, <laughs> No, I, I, I think I know what I'm capable of. I know the weapons that I have in the tool bag, and uh, it's time to bring it. So I know that if I'm capable of bringing my best Canadian bacon, then I'm confident that, would it, be, that it would be the best Canadian bacon ever. Okay. And and you feel good. I mean, last night you got yourself a game that couldn't have been any more dramatic than that. No, no. Yes, I, I called the shot. And uh, like Mraz just said, happened to get a fantastic game. So I, I'm ready to rock and roll. Okay. Perhaps the greatest Canadian bacon ever told is coming your way in hour number four. But right now we have headlines with Mr. Pat Boyle. Yes, good morning. And I will have a masterpiece of puns, rhymes, and greatness for you less than three hours from now. But we begin with game three of the Stanley Cup final, and the Florida Panthers are on the board. Matthew Kachuk tied the game with less than three minutes left. Then Carter Verhage won it in overtime as the Panthers rallied to beat the Vegas Golden Knights 3-2 in OT last night in Sunrise. 
After Sergei Bobrovsky was yanked early in Game 2, he stepped up and carried the Panthers with the only two goals he allowed coming on Vegas power plays. He made 25 saves and afterwards spoke about how he was able to rebound from last game. It is what it is, you know. I, I, I only can control the things that I can control. And, uh, yeah, you're trying to... to, to to give your best and uh, it's, sometimes it's happening so it's, it's it's okay as long as you stay mentally and the series go on and uh, tonight is a big win for us. Vegas still leads the series two games to one game four back in sunrise tomorrow night you mentioned it earlier. But I mean the, the drop the drama last night so the Panthers trailed 2-1 with two and a half minutes to play they pulled Bobrovsky for the extra skater tied things up with two minutes to play. Yeah with Kachuk. With Kachuk who's been scoring all of the overtime goals for them. Then they had to kill off a power play in overtime, and they've been disastrous with their special teams throughout the playoffs, and so it looked like, oh, great, here we go. Vegas is going to score the game winner in overtime because of a questionable penalty. And then, of all the things, the Panthers kill off the penalty, which they've been unable to do, and then right after that, go back down the ice, Boom, punch it in, and they've got a 3-2 win in overtime and their first win of the Stanley Cup final. Vamos Gatos, here goes the Cats. Yeah, so wow. I guess I got to take that out of the script now. How about that? <laughs> DA says, screw watching multiplicity last night. I'm in on the cup. Wait, were you going to say that in this update? No, no. Oh, no. you were going to? Okay, yeah. I was Stop. just I was joking around saying you took Vamos Gatos out of Canadian bacon, but I wasn't going to use that. Oh yeah, that's their kind of their that, that's their slogan here. Also, I mean, th there were some rats thrown on the ice. A, a, a hat tip to nineteen ninety six. So we got ourselves a final, and that was that was a great game last night. Yes, sir. And you mentioned it earlier this hour. You win three straight championships. You're a certified dynasty, and the Oklahoma softball team has rubber stamped their status among the greatest programs of all time. The Sooners sweep the women's college world series with a three one win over Florida State last night in OK City. They finished the year with a 61-1 and record and winning Ooh. 53 straight. Sidney Sanders and Grace Lyons hit back-to-back -back home runs in the fifth inning to give OU the lead, and Jordy Ball finished the game with three perfect innings to seal the deal. Here's OU head coach Patty Grasso on the three-peat. I don't know how to explain it. I just can tell you the way I feel right now is free because the expectation is overwhelming. The... Pressure is overwhelming, and they all have each other to laugh with. I'm standing here by myself, so that's why you're hearing my voice do this. Over to baseball, I guess Ellie De La Cruz is somewhat human. He did have another hit last night and his first big league stolen base, but no other heroics. The Reds cannot pull off the sweep. They got blanked by the Dodgers yesterday, 6-0. Clayton Kershaw with seven brilliant innings. In St. Pete, another sweep for the Rays. The pitch, swinging a drive on a line to center. Sending back Taylor to the track, to the wall, leaps, it's gone! A triple, a homer on back-to-back -back pitches, and just like that, the Rays lead. 3-1 to one in the fourth. Neil Solon's Rays radio, Harold Ramirez, that two-run home run proved to be the difference maker. Tampa sweeps the Twins with a 4-2 win yesterday, now 46-19. and including a 29-6 home record. And another epic comeback from the Braves last night. They scored the final seven runs, including Ozzie oh. Albies' walk-off three-run home run oh. in the 10th inning. Great game last night. They oh. sweep the Mets, and get this, first time in Mets franchise history, 
that they blow three straight games where they had a three-plus no. run lead. Oh, you think they miss Edwin Diaz? Oh, like, yeah. That bullpen is atrocious. That's what happens when your GM doesn't try. It's a fun series for <laughs> baseball, though. <laughs> yeah, Mets have now lost, uh, what is it, six in a row yeah. for the first time since 2019, and they are eight and a half games back in the NL East, and it is only June 9th. Uh, be- go ahead. I just said oi. Oh, that's it. Uh, that's NBA News, game four tonight in Miami with the Heat trailing two games to one. And you guys again mentioned this earlier this hour. Tyler Hero already ruled out for game four tonight. Mm. And uh, that's all I got for you guys here. Lesson we'll football Perez, news next hour. You're just so impressed by my puck knowledge. I mean, it was great, DA. I mean, I, look, you could Google Vamos Gatos, but you were, I mean, you were going in depth. You're giving me the power play nugget. I mean, that's that's a nice job by you. AJ on the lap, getting into the puck. It's great. I'm telling you, I watch nothing live, but I watch everything that happened in sports between midnight and 3 a.m. <laughs> that window I'm watching. I watched some of the Softball World Series. I watched the Stanley Cup Final. I've, I mean, I've, I've watched everything you could possibly watch during those three hours every single night. I'm- I think AJ has forced me during these crazy, insane hours to be a better sports talker. It's great. I mean, you basically gave a better three minutes of a breakdown on a game than any Canadian bacon was at any point this postseason. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun, though. And that Panthers crowd, you know, you think, oh, it's South Florida. Nobody cares about sports. But that crowd last night was good, wasn't it? Yeah. That how about Greg Caserta it. being in the crowd, too? Yeah. As a how fan. About- that he told us Monday when he was leaving his buddy down there got an extra ticket and he jumped on a flight and went for literally one night to go to the game that Caserta who's not a Florida Panthers fan no, decided to hop a flight that's probably a two and a half hour flight or so down to Miami or Lauderdale just to go to game game three pretty yeah. impressive on a, on a on a flight I think at 6 a.m this morning right back did he fly jet blue Spirit, what we fly Allegiant, some some budget airline to Southwest. Get down for the wings put together by Scotch tape, I'm sure. Something Southwest yeah. so that Caserta could pick his own seat and he have to sit near anybody else and snap. Yeah, you don't get to pick your own seat. You oh just... wait, I thought oh yeah, you're right, you're right. That's the thing about Southwest. It's yeah, a free it's for like, all. It's like getting on a bus. It's like getting on a Greyhound <laughs> bus. You got a seat, you get a seat. <laughs> I actually do have two quick more things for you guys if you if we do have another minute. Yeah, what here. do we got? Uh, yeah, so WNBA last night, po- uh, potential WNBA finals preview. The Connecticut Sun beat the Las Vegas Aces, handing them their first loss of the season. Dewana Bonner with a career-high 41 points. And then later today, and I'll be all locked in on this, the men's French Open semifinals. And the one you've got Kasparu taking on Alexander Zverev, but then one that is an intergenerational matchup. Uh, for the ages, Novak Djokovic in search of the what would be the record-breaking 23rd career Grand Slam title. He's currently tied with Rafa Nadal, both with 22. He's going up against Carlos Alcaraz, the 20-year-old who won the U.S. Open last year for his first slam. And Alcaraz, a minus 210 favorite. So Djokovic is the get, underdog. Get the betting really lines the bets on tennis. <laughs> Come on. I, what? Yeah, you could bet on tennis. I mean, if you could bet on... A lot of I other mean, sports. Yeah. Why not tennis? You could bet on two ladybugs crawling on the ground. Of course, Pete. I'm just laughing that he's giving no, the, the, the line. That's well, I'm just I'm, telling that's you, Djokovic, Djokovic, 22-time Grand Slam champion, one of the greatest three players to ever play the sport, and he's a you know pretty big underdog. Yay. Yeah. The, the world is riveted. I, you know what, Mraz? People that are listening right now in Europe that listen to DA show, they're going nuts that I just threw that in. <laughs> Look, all five of them are pumped. Yes. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. 
we should think about Pat Boyle doing a Canadian bacon for the Grand Slam tennis events. Mm. Imagine Boyle doing bacon for the Wimbledon final. Imagine Boyle doing bacon for the U.S. Open. Scintillating. There, there's something there. Well, look. Yeah, no, it definitely Pete, is. No, wait a second. Pete, you're a great radio mind, okay? Mm-hmm. And you would know, I think you would subscribe to this, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. It's how you talk about it. If you've got the goods, if you've got energy, creativity, cleverness, et cetera, emotion, doesn't really matter what you're talking about. It could be entertaining. Boyle does bacon so well, I think he could do bacon about anything. Tiddlywinks. I think he could do bacon about <laughs> he could do bacon about Booker belching in Mraz's face. I think even he could make bacon interesting about Grand Slam tennis events. Okay, let's give it a try. Uh, I, I mean, look, we made Alliance Primetime interesting. I agree. I think uh, U.S. Open might be a tough one. That's during football season. That could be a tough one. No, no. The first, the basically <laughs> the, the entire tournament begins – a yeah. week before yeah. at week one. Finals during Monday Night Football, but okay. Well, right. The U.S. Open might be tough because the, the when it doesn't coincide with football is all the rounds, all the matches nobody cares about. The ones that yeah. they care about all do happen during football. But Wimbledon is good. It happens during 4th of July weekend. Yeah, nobody Wimbledon starts in three weeks. What's the thing going on now? It's the French? French Open. Okay. Roland Garros, Mraz. And Wimbledon is the Australian one. Oh, nope. Wimbledon's in London. It's on the grass. So what's the Australian one? That's the Australian Open. Okay. <laughs> That's in January. Gotcha. And then U.S. Opens in September. August gotcha. and September. Anything else? No, I'm good. That's it. Okay. Thank you, Boyle. When we come back here on the show, Dalvin Cook, one of the best all-around backs of the NFL, could be available for free. What happened in Minnesota? DA, CBS Sports Radio. Please knock. Dan in Mechanicsburg is asleep in the Lazy Boy. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Ah, yes. Dan in Mechanicsburg is heading to Bob's Bar a week from today. Will you be there to meet him? But that's not enough of a draw. <laughs> The guy brought 20 different outdated quarterback jerseys and swapped in and out of them after every hour. There was an hourly costume change. The guy's a legend. He's going to be there, as well as his fine-feathered friends from Mechanicsburg. And I got an email from a listener that I think is coming from the West Coast. So we might have a leader in the clubhouse if he pulls the trigger on this. He says he's coming. For oil boil. Uh, and I was in contact with a favorite listener of ours, Mariana, who has officially booked her hotel. She is, is in. that oh, right? She is in, and I think she deserves at least one of Boyle's peck on the oiling. She will tell us. I told her, hold off on this, the story of how she is buying this hotel and what she had to go through. That is a major tease. Whoa. The commitment level from the D-Aliens to make this thing happen is off the charts. It, it, it's fantastic. It's actually making me crack up inside. This is unbelievable. It also makes me feel really grateful that we have listeners that would shell out their own dime and travel across the country to go sit in an outdoor bar with us and watch a fat guy burp in your face. <laughs> oh, I hope that's not the only reason they're coming, but yes. 
That's it's incredible. And if you listen to the PGP, you'll hear the details of how Bob and Nancy are handling the anticipation. Two different styles right now. One coach playing it close to the vest. One coach is taking a Belichickian approach. One coach, bold, Mike Ditka-esque, telling everybody in town, you got to be here for this because this is going to be something special. (laughs) (laughs) With the mustache to boot. So Bob is is taking on the persona of a, a mid '80s Mike Ditko with a great Bears team. <laughs> it's, to- it's pretty special. Totally, yeah. I'm going to be at Bob's bar tonight. I'll get a little more temperature check a week out, DA. So I'll be happy to report things back Monday. But the PGP delved into this little item that what is on the marquee at Bob's bar in the weeks preceding this event is important. There's been a source of controversy of who's getting billing on the marquee (laughs) to promote the Bob's Bar show a week from today. And the marquee is, of course, a $3 chalkboard. (laughs) It's great. And Pete will be happy to hear that he has been put on the marquee for the last two weeks. So, Pete, big things popping for you on the marquee at Bob's Bar. That's right. Babies get you on the $3 chalkboard. <laughs> that's right, yeah. And as you'll hear on the PGP, Pete, you've already been erased from the chalkboard. Right. That's the controversy. <laughs> that's well, the big controversy. <laughs> that's the ridiculous. <laughs> Listen in. <laughs> so check out the Permission Granted podcast, all places that you get your podcasts. Okay, so somebody explained to me the Dalvin Cook situation because – Dalvin Cook's one of the most productive running backs in football. Last year, the Vikings had one of the best offenses in football. They run it back this year, and you would assume they made the the postseason last year. They won the division last year, had a home playoff game last year. You're expected to bring back most of your guys, Jefferson, Cousins, Cook, and then add some defensive pieces, and you would think you could compete in that division. Certainly, Bears are going through some type of reboot. We'll see where their growth spurt lands them this year. Lions, obviously, still going through a growth spurt. Didn't make the postseason last year, knocking on the door. Packers have a brand-new quarterback for the first time in 15 years. So, Merez, why in the hell would the Vikings wave Dalvin Cook? I think that they're stripping this down, D.A. I don't think they want to tease themselves and be fake like last year where then they get stuck in no man's land. I think they want to be in the top 15 or so of picking this year and replace Kirk Cousins after the year. But, I mean, are you in no man's land if you win the division, win double-digit games, and host a playoff game? Yes, because they were basically non-competitive defensively in that playoff game. And... DA, they're not the same team. They've lost, like, their defense sucked, and they've already lost four guys off that defense because they couldn't afford them. If not for Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook, the team would be atrocious. They are being honest with themselves. Why waste our time with a wild card loss? We need a new quarterback next year. But there could be the argument to be made, and certainly last year their 13-4 record suggested they were better than they were because going into that playoff game against the Giants, there were plenty of people that picked the Giants, including myself, to win. I, though, if you're 13 and four, I would think, okay, you got experience with this roster. You won double digit games last year. You have a new coach that came in and paid dividends. Is there the argument to be made that you're not pretending to be something you aren't? Maybe last year was a year early, but you can be a playoff team again this year if you kept that crew, crew together and, and kept. Yeah. 
adding to it? I think what you're having is an organization that is having the realization that they're constantly a playoff team and something's broken, that that is basically their ceiling and that they're not just going to be satisfied with that and that the real change for this thing is to figure out the court with Kirk Cousin coming at the end of his contract here to figure this out. And you also don't want to be in a spot where Dalvin Cook takes off and you feel obligated and pressure from you know the fan base itself and sell a lot of jerseys to go overpay your running back after this year. So the idea here in Minnesota is to dump for nothing. You're not trading him. Dump for nothing one of your best players so that you can change quarterbacks next offseason. Yeah, well, yes, and then get out from under feeling that pressure next year of overpaying him. I, look, I am I get it. You dumped them for nothing. It looks silly on the basis, but I think the Vikings are tanking in plain view right now. I don't understand why they wouldn't trade him. I they mean, tried. Even, they tried. You, okay, a couple of mid-round picks. You're telling me there wasn't a fifth rounder for Dalvin Cook? Because nobody wants his salary for this year. would have been, I think, an $11 million cap. It's a lot, DA. This is The whole story of this offseason has been these running backs. Nobody's trading for Derrick Henry. Nobody's trading for Josh Jacobs. Nobody's paying Saquon Barkley or Austin Eckler. This is the thing now. Are these teams asking for too much, though, in the trade? I mean, jeez, nobody wants to even give up a sixth or seventh round pick for Dalvin Cook. Heck no, when you could draft one in the sixth or seventh. Dalvin Cook? He's one of the best running backs in football. Jeez. When we come back here on the show, the Panthers elevate Bryce Young to number one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.